So I was sitting there with my wife on the weekend, and we were just having a coffee at one of those, you know, higher-end coffee shops. We didn't have kids to bother us, so we can actually sit down and relax and have a nice beverage and a good talk. Now, as I sat there outside at the edge of a hill in my hometown, I was looking out onto the main throughway, the Kingsway, right next to me, and I started watching all the vehicles going by. And I started to notice something. You know, when I started Autolux, it was to help create a better-looking and automotive environment. Well, that that is slowly becoming truthful in the world around us. Cars are looking better, but really, what has happened to the automotive world around us with getting better? Is it really better? So I had to ask myself, is our companies like myself, Autolux.net, really helping the automotive world get better at itself or just stay the same? And that is a question we're going to take a look at today on the Autolux.net podcast. Autolux podcast coming to you anytime, anywhere from around the globe on any major streaming site from Autolux.net. Welcome back to the Autolux.net podcast. I am your host, as always, the doctor to the automotive industry, Mr. Everett J, coming to you from our main website at Autolux.net. All the information provided within this podcast, inclusive of pictures and a write-up about the podcast itself, hit art is available at the Autolux.net website on the podcast link at the top. And while there, stop by, take a check out on some of the corporate websites or even help pages to find more information within the automotive world. We are here to help at Autolux.net looks.net. So like I said in the beginning, I was sitting there having a coffee and I was looking out into the world. And as we sat there for nearly an hour, I started to take notice of two-door vehicles. In one hour time, in a city of 160,000 people, where the average income for a middle-class earner is over $70,000 a year. So pretty, pretty good for the Canadian economy. I started to realize most of these vehicles are CUVs, sedans, or trucks. And out of all those vehicles, nine of them had two doors. And out of those nine, four of them were Mustangs. So I started asking myself, way back in 2008, when we started doing our year-end review at Autolux.net, we wanted to make the world a better place. We wanted cars to look better. And yeah, we, we can say that that truthfully happened. But unfortunately, the bottom end and the top end got squeezed into the center along the way. Vehicles today look better than they do 10 years ago, but they're not cutting-edge designs. They're not way out there. They're not things that are at the top tier that just look like they're super futuristic and things at the bottom end that shouldn't exist exist in the world today. Today, the bottom end are vehicles that exist today. The top tier have things that we can expect to see on the mid-tier vehicles within the next couple of years. And the mid-tier is one of the greatest areas of the automotive marketplace. Whereas most of our ratings before ran between 49 and 50% for our average scores. So we had a lot at the bottom and very few at the top. Now the top tier is still very few, but the Fs at the bottom are getting slimmer and slimmer. Same with the D. We're getting into more C. So you would think, oh, we're increasing in our design, but only getting up to 54, 55%, we've only made a 5 to 6% increase since we first started rating vehicles. So if the world is getting better looking, why aren't the grades going up? And an answer to that one is we've lost our fun. Yeah, you could say that. Vehicles before, like a standard sedan going back into the 70s, like when you watch that 70s show, you see the Vista Cruiser. Was that fun? No. When you start getting products like the Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, 
Cruiser 442, or even the Dodge Magnum in the early 2000s, you start getting cool, fun vehicles. Hell, they had a Ford Torino wagon, a Chevelle wagon, Fury Suburban, super powerful station wagons back in the day. Hell, even in the 80s, there was a turbocharged caravan. There was fun. Sure, some of these vehicles weren't very good looking, but it was fun. And I really started to notice that as I sat there. Where's the fun in society today? And how many fun cars are out there? If you go back to our podcast about sports cars, you can see how many sports cars existed in the world between the 1980s and the early 2000s. Right around the time of the, the financial crisis in 2008, we started to see a major downswing in coupes, convertibles, and even sports cars. How the Mitsubishi Eclipse has morphed into an ALV. The Charger has four doors. Hell, even the Blazer today is a CUV. The Bronco may be back with two doors, but more are still sold as four. Same with the Wranglers. So where's the fun? Well, in a society today where people are waiting even longer to get their license, why do we need fun anymore? There's less people with three-car driveways. Hell, where I live, we're just a standard family. We're the only ones with more than two vehicles. My neighbor has one. The ones on the other side have two because there are two parents and a child over the age of 16. At the end, there's about four or five drivers who live in that house, so there's about five vehicles sitting in the front area. There's an apartment way down. There's three apartments inside of a house where there's four vehicles, but only three of them actually move. At the end, there's only two vehicles. So you got to think about it. My house with four is odd, but I'm one of those people. I want the fun vehicle. My fun vehicle really isn't that fun. I fall into the classification like everyone else. I took a standard product and made it fun. I have a four-door fun car. It's got a five-speed, so that's, that's the only difference it has between any of its standardized products next to it. But next to that, I do have a 70 Mustang. Two-door. Fun. The first car I ever wanted was a 240SX or Dodge Stealth. Today, when I look at it, if I can afford to get rid of one of my vehicles and buy something fun, I will. But there's not enough fun in the world. Asda has a Miata. Each one of the big three has a muscle car. There are no coupes, except for the Honda Civic. What about convertible? A standardized convertible. Remember back in the early 2000s, and even into the teen years, we had the Sebring convertible. We had the PT convertible. There were convertibles out there, because people wanted to drop the top. They didn't want to go fast, they just wanted to drop the top and have fun. How do you do that in a world of RAV4s? Can't. Not to say my RAV4 isn't fun, but where's the fun in the RAV4. Where's the fun in a four-door pickup truck? You were back in the day of the SRT10 Rams or even the Ford F-150 Lightnings. They were two doors. It's for you and a friend to go super fast and have fun in. Today, Lightning is an electric version of the F-150. You may be able to go faster and have way better acceleration than the Lightnings have passed, but is it a Lightning? To answer that question, you have to listen to our podcast, Playing with Lightning. Like we said, Jeep took forever to create a four-door Wrangler. And when they did, within three years, the four-door Wrangler was outselling the two-door. And what happened to that fun? Why is there less fun and less fun required in the world of today? I'll give you one word. Safety. Yeah, safety has really killed a lot of the fun in the world. When you look at it, even when I started buying my first vehicle in the early 2000s, or some of my cousins who were buying their vehicles in the 90s, their first vehicle could be fun. These are the people that went out and bought a Toyota Celica, an S2000. Hell, they even bought a Mazda MX-3 because they wanted something fun. They didn't look at it as, I need to bring all my friends around. 
you know, we go to the bars, we go hang out, we go out to the bush. The whole society of today of having fun is leaving the big city to go out and have an adventure in the wilderness. Why do you think cross treks are gaining popularity? Cross treks and ALVs are essentially taking over for the fun vehicles of the past. They're taking over for sports cars, coupes, and convertibles. Take a look at the market and take a look at the lineup for General Motors back in the 90s. And how many convertibles did they have? Look at them in the 80s and how many coupes did they have today look at that company camaro convertible corvette convertible convertible that's it there's no cavalier cavalier coupe cavalier convertible there's no monte carlo there's no buick riviera there's no oldsmobile cutlass supremes or cutlass supreme convertible there's there's no impala two-door or two-door convertibles there's no one that wants to have fun but like i said it's that one annoying little word safety when i was a kid you were put in a baby seat i was around the beginning of when child seats became mandatory but only until about the age of two. After that, I could sit in a regular seat in a vehicle. And back then, in the 80s, we only had lap belts in the back seat. By the 90s, we had the three-point restraint. Now we have airbags. My son's almost 10. And because he's small like I was, safety and society today tell me that he can't get out of his booster chair. He can't sit in the front seat. Well, if he can't get out of that booster chair, and my daughter can't get out of that high chair, then what is the point of having fun? When I was little, my dad had his Mustang, the car that's becoming mine. And Mustangs, the 1970 Mustang was huge. But that actually became our vehicle for about a year. We even went on vacation in it. You gotta think about it. Those things are like bigger than a standard sedan today. Hell, they're bigger than most full-size sedans today. And there's two doors, no seatbelts in the back, and just a lap restraint in the front. No airbags, no booster seat, no child restraints. You might think of it as a time that really wasn't that safe. But again, it was a time where people had fun, where people went to a drive-in movie, and if their kids fell asleep in the back, they just drove home. It's the days when you could drop your kids off at like two or three years of age at your parents' house and not have to worry about pulling a seat out of your your vehicle. So yeah, as I stared down at all those vehicles passing me by, I realized there's not a lot of fun. And most of the people that were driving those fun vehicles were over the age of 50. They're the people whose kids are in high school or college. Sure, these are not the people that are going to go out and street race and do drifting in back parking lots back, like back in my day. But when you have to wait that long to get one of those fun vehicles, your selection gets very narrowed. Because by the time you hit the age of 50, you start realizing that there's only select car companies you even want to buy from. And with less of you even making the choice to buy a fun vehicle, by that age, the market shrinks. And when you don't have a market at that age and you don't have a market at the entry age, the fun is literally sucked out. You can argue with me and say, well, there's lots of four-wheel drive vehicles and all-wheel drive and cross tracks out there that we can all have fun in. Yeah, that's true. But how many people go out and buy a two-door Jeep to go have fun in the bush? Most people today buy the four-door one. They want to go out and have fun in the bush, but they also also need to bring their family on vacation or to the grocery store so they need to be able to fit everybody in comfortably and safely so we get the four-door jeep instead of the two-door we give up on that fun like i said me Due to financial constraints, I have a four-door five-speed. You know, financial, I should say financial and time constraints is really only had about a week or so. And at the time I bought my vehicle, five-speeds were still in high demand. So trying to find a two-door five-speed was really hard. I basically had the choice between a Cavalier, a Kia Rio, and anything that was automatic. There wasn't much fun for me to buy. I wanted the 240 or the Stealth, Mitsubishi Eclipse, the MX-6, Ford Probe. Hell, even the old Dodge Colts came as two-doors. They were all fun. They might not have all been powerful and amazing.
amazing vehicle, but they still had that fun factor built into it. Today, when you're out driving and a Ferrari passes you, it is amazing to see. It was amazing to see when I was, but there were a lot more two-door vehicles in the world. You know, seeing a two-door Chrysler LeBaron. Come on, it's a freaking K car. It was pretty cool. Knowing people that had them, it's like, wow, you got a pretty cool, fun car. Today, unless you've got a classic sitting in the garage, or you managed to actually keep your little fun car, there's no fun around. Out of all of my family, myself, my dad, and my dad's youngest brother are the only people on the J side of my family who have fun vehicles. And yet, when all of his siblings were growing up, and they all started getting cars in the 70s, nearly every single one of them had a fun car back then. They've all moved away from it these days, except for three of us. Why do we keep the fun? Why do we still want to have that fun? Or even have the ability to have that fun car there for us? Is because unlike 95% of the people that I watch pass me by, those nine two-door fun cars are the people that know that driving is a pleasure. It's not just about going from point A to point B. At some point, you have to take that ride and go see point C. And yesterday when I was reading the news, I read how the European Union is now going to mandate that all vehicles between 2023 and 2025 have speed regulators installed on them, which means they are trying to eradicate speeding altogether. And with autonomous vehicles, coming in and a lack of being able to and so many nations around the world cracking down on aftermarket tuning the world is becoming less of a fun place for us to enjoy hence the reason why the utility and cross-track rings are growing exponentially it is the last frontier of fun in the world so for my children seeing that subaru cross-track or a fiat 500x or even that brand new bronco is amazing why is it amazing because those are the fun vehicles of the market of today. Sports cars are being killed off by world leaders. The fun is being sucked out of the automotive market. And like I said at the beginning, our designs aren't really getting much better. With a lack of high performance and sports cars in the marketplace, that top tier is being shrunk. And with less people buying vans and hatchbacks, that bottom tier is shrinking as well. You would think that automotive design is getting better and that Autolux.net is changing the world that we see of the automotive industry. You know, protecting consumers from bad designs was our original catchphrase for Autolux.net. Today, Autolux.net straps you in for a fun, wild ride. Why? Because in the next 20 years, the automotive industry may not be that fun anymore. Buying a personalized aircraft or watercraft may be our only last avenues of fun left in the world. Today, as you go outside and you take a look at your vehicle, ask yourself, do I want to go and have some fun? Because unless I'm going to go out and buy a street bike to go bombing around back roads on, can I really have fun in the vehicles I own? Or am I just part of that great escape that everybody strives to be part of? Am I a sheep or am I a wolf? Well, as I looked out of having my coffee, 95% of the people of the world are sheeple. They're sheep that follow the wolf. But the wolf that's a leader still isn't a fun one. You have to find the falcon or the crows of the world. People who want to get out of their box and have fun. So like I said in the beginning, the automotive world is changing. And is it changing for the better after looking out into the world and seeing hundreds of vehicles pass me by within an hour? I started to realize the fun factor in the automotive world is starting to disappear. Designs may be better for sedans and minivans, station wagons, trucks. It's all getting better. But the fun factor is being sucked out. Do you want that fun back? Do you want car companies to bring that fun factor back to us? Whereas we may only have two more decades to have fun in our cars. 
we need to tell the automotive world and government officials around the world, do not take the fun out of driving. We need to have fun because we all need to be in a better mindset for the world of today. And why do I say that? Because as the fun has slowly been sucked out of my life due to work, family, and the world around me, my mental state has diminished. But when I got my fun car fixed and I went flying around, not overly speeding, but when I went for that nice little drive on a back road, out to my parents' place. It was fun, and it put a smile on my face. And when I took my four-wheel drive out on a back gravel road, it was able to go faster than I could in my standard RAV. It again put a smile on my face. It was fun. And for those brief moments, I forgot about everything else. I smiled, and mentally, I was back. So the more fun you suck out in the automotive world, the worse we all get. So if you like this podcast, please like, share, or comment. And if you really want to help out, help out any way you can with any, any of the programs out there that deal with mental health. Sucking the fun out of the automotive industry is very detrimental to a lot of people's mental health. And today it is getting worse. And going through COVID, where the ability of being able to go out and have that fun made it even worse. And for a lot of us out there, it's hard to keep going in a world that has less fun in it. So please help out. Send this podcast podcast to as many people as you can. Send it to your boss and tell him we need fun. But why do we need fun? We need it to make us better. Quit turning us into robots and making everybody in the world sheeple who are controlled by the above. Because when there's no fun left, what are we all going to do? Not much. I guess we can still listen to this podcast together, right? So like I said, after that, stop by the website, stop by autolux.net, take a look at some of the features on it. Take a look at how some of those fun divisions have decreased in size and the overall average scores between each year of our ratings on the rated pages. You can find it for every year. We have all the ratings on the autolux.net website and see how much fun has literally been disappearing from the world. We'd like to give a special thanks out to Podbean once again for getting this podcast out and for all of the streaming services that you can find the autolux.net podcast on. We thank you for getting us out there and we'd like to thank you, the listener, the most for sitting through and listening to us talk about this and making you think about how fun the world really is and how much we have lost in the past 20 years. So for myself, Everett J, and this whole Autolooks website, strap yourself in for this one slightly fun ride that the Autolooks podcast will take you on.